Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Jonathan and Friends podcast, where we talk about how we're living our lives at the intersection of our skills, passions, and opportunities. Of course, my name is Jonathan, and thank you for coming back for another episode. Uh, Last episode, we talked to my friend Jeremy Stanley, and that was uh, so insightful, and we have much more to talk about. So we're going to do an episode two of that later, but today I have a really fun guest. A lot of you know him, maybe a lot of you don't, but I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Stephen Proctor. Proctor, how you doing? I am great. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Thanks for being here. Uh, tell everybody kind of where you live. Catch us up on what you're up to these days. How, how do you even describe yourself when you meet a stranger on the street? Mm, depends on the stranger. I don't know um, how I describe myself. Um, well, I'll just I'll just start with kind of history and where I've where I've come from and where I am now. Um, born and raised in uh, Arkansas in a small rural town called Wynn, just outside of Min- outside of Memphis. Um, I lived in Nashville for 15 years and recently moved to Portland, Oregon, uh, well, recently, about when, three years ago, I think? Yeah, three years ago, um, to Portland, Oregon, and I am currently building a cabin in the woods uh, or at least a small rural wooded town in the Columbia River Gorge, just broke ground um, this, uh, this this past month. And uh, what do I do? I I mean, <laughs> what do I do? You're good well, luck with that. You <laughs> you're like you're like truly my friend who is the epitome of the international man of mystery. So I am personally actually on pins and needles. Can't wait to hear how you uh, explain this. Uh, I think I think Jeremy's more of an international man of mystery than <laughs> than, than me, but you know I'm I'll I'll take the silver medal. Um, yeah, I, blanket statement. Basically, basically, the banner over everything is I'm a visual artist. I I create I create with visuals. Uh, I create experience with visuals uh, through live concerts and conferences, and we can get into that if you want. I create. Mm-hmm. Uh, visuals for licensing. Uh, I do that through droning. I'm a drone licensed, a drone pilot. And so I've become, over the last couple of years, my new passion has become a uh, becoming a landscape cinematographer oh. and doing aerials. Gotcha. Uh, and I do, uh, part of that goes back into the experiences that I curate with projection and concert visuals or videos that I might create for uh, an author or an artist, a musician. But I also do licensing, and I have a licensing site with Jeremy Stanley, of Hmm. all people. Um, Kind of a fun little side venture for us called Construct Visuals. Um, And then recently, I've gotten into creating collectible art, kind of like you would do in the fine art world, but in the digital space. Uh, And I'm been early on in exploring the NFT or non-fungible token space. Uh, it's all in that weird crypto world, and it's <laughs> very weird and strange, and it's the early, early days. But it is an uh, interesting time to be a visual artist. Um, but yeah, projectors and drones are kind of my two uh, pieces of gear of choice. Um, but yeah. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so, so it all falls under that umbrella of uh, visual art. Correct. 
That's a great way to put it. I've never, I, legitimately, I didn't know how you were going to answer the question. And so, uh, but that <laughs> makes a lot of sense knowing you and knowing what you do. That's actually a really good, uh, broad enough umbrella to put it under, but it's specific enough that it's, it's visual art, right? Like it, you're not kind of all over the map. So we, we could, wow, we could go down a lot of roads. Um, but mm-hmm. real, like real quick, like on the NFT thing, that might be the most narrow audience ever. Maybe nobody listening even knows, oh, what, yeah. knows what a non-fungible token is, but it's a new way <laughs> to sell, buy and sell, uh, art or collectibles, um, in the digital space using cryptocurrency as the currency of buying and selling. Um, and so you might, I guess what I wanted to bring up was like for people who might be seeing little inklings of this in news circles or social media, kind of people talking about NFTs, you actually sold one recently. You sold your first NFT. Um, Yeah. Um, I create, I, back in September when we had all the wildfires, um, uh, in Portland was covered in smoke for, for a while. And. Um, I went to Forest Park, got my drone out, and went, I'm all about that moody landscape scenery, and it was a very eerie, um, yellow sky, foggy, you know, smoky situation. So I created kind of these flight, flight, a flight over the canopy of trees. Well, I took that coloring on the footage, and then I'll do like these kaleidos- kaleidoscopic mirrored effects with the footage Hmm. and it's really interesting what happens when you create those effects and then i work with uh, a couple of different film composers in this case uh tony anderson and was able to take one of his new songs and it just kind of i love i'm really passionate about visualizing music with visuals Hmm. uh visualize with visuals but with imagery (laughs) and footage and film um but music is kind of my first love language um, creatively. Um, I, I am so inspired by instrumentals or ambient, you know, electronic, neoclassical, sometimes Arabic trap. Um, <laughs> and Arabic trap. I hear me, I'm gonna look that the up. Arabic track, man. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's playlists, man. Anyway, when I hear music, I see things. Hmm. And, or when I see footage, I, See, see visuals, I imagine music, a, a soundtrack that would go underneath it. Hmm. So yeah, I quote, minted my first ever NFT as I, um, um, a friend actually in Thailand reached out to me, uh, Mike Perez, and said, hey, I think you should get into this. And there were some other motion graphic artists that were getting into it and making all this money creating collectible art. And the best way to kind of describe the whole that this whole scene and what's happening is what's happening what has happened in the fine art space mm-hmm. is now happening in the digital art space so you know you you can go to france and you can see the the mona lisa you can take a picture of the mona lisa at the museum you can buy a print of the mona lisa or a book or a uh, a wall hanging or look it up on google images and you can enjoy looking at the mona lisa that is very different from owning the original Mona Lisa mm-hmm. or an original Warhol or Rembrandt because it is a rare collectible item <clears throat> direct signed by the artist and authenticated. Well, how do you translate that into the digital space where you can authenticate and certify that this is the original JPEG or QuickTime movie or MP4 from, from the artist itself 
and you know this, the blockchain technology helps authenticate that and create a cer- certificate, a digital signature. It's the technically interesting, but um, that's the whole concept of creating scarcity in a digital world where typically you would say a JPEG or a movie file. I mean, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. These things can be blasted all over YouTube and everyone can enjoy it and all you need to do is like it. NFTs basically is a smart contract that authenticates the original file and makes it into a collectible item that there are collectors out there and they're wanting to pay just like your you know, anyone listening, your kids are playing Fortnite, they're buying skins, these digital things that go into these video games and that some of this stuff doesn't make sense to us old, you know, old farts that are 30s and 40 and 50 years old, <laughs> but kids are completely into it. Right. It's the same. It's the exact same concept. And, and, you know, it's basically ready player one. Yeah. Uh, coming to real life. Yeah. And people are now pre. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I don't to learn all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can probably talk about that all day. And maybe people, but, but what's interesting about it in the context of this particular podcast is what you found is you developed a skill for visual art, um, which became a passion Mm -hmm. of yours. It's been a passion. And the opportunity that came your way was this, uh, digital collectible space. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It is. And that's all I look at it as is like, you know, my skill sets, projection, droning, creative, you know, what a video editing with music. But my passion is really to help bring beauty into this world Mm. or to create, as one friend said to me years ago, like we're living in such a disenchanted world where we are so cut off from creation and nature. If we want to get into the Christian aspect of it, you know, we have a creator God that created this beautiful, incredible world and scripture is filled with, you know, Psalms and different things that are, Prop the glory of God. So when we come together and quote worship and pray on a Sunday morning, we go inside. Hmm. We cut ourselves off from creation, or we go from car to house to carpet to when does when do your feet ever touch the grass? And so we have become so ungrounded and disconnected from the earth, and therefore that's kind of created this. We're living in kind of a disenchanted culture, and I really believe in the power of of art and all forms of creativity and beauty can help awaken that imagination and re-enchant ourselves and, and our, the world around us. And, and I have a, and I love the beauty of the earth and I want to, uh, to help people connect to that and be enamored and in awe of it and to appreciate it more and to realize there are this we're living in a massive piece of artwork i mean i've got images that i've taken from my drone and people think that they're abstract paintings Mm -hmm. and i go that's that's a river in new zealand and they go how do how does the earth you know like yeah it's yeah that's amazing so rivers rivers don't just look like the mississippi river there are other forms of rivers (laughs) glaciers and the world that's earth is doing the craziest things with color and patterns and fractals. And I just, I, I, my pat, my first passion is to experience it myself 
and then to share that experience with others. And so, yeah, the opportunity, you know, there's various opportunities to do that. And, and NFTs is just, hey, people got bored during COVID and cryptocurrency is starting to become more of a thing and grow in value. So who saw this coming? But who saw COVID coming? <laughs> right. Who saw any of this stuff right. lately? Um, so, yeah, hey, whatever. Yeah. All life, is one, one, life is one big video game. So play it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I choose to play. I choose to play. You're, you're out there living life. And, and I think that's a great way to put your passion is, is that um, the earth is full of beauty and you've, and your passion is to put it on display and show people uh, what's out there and, and how to live life, um, either through visuals or through living it with you in your travels. I know you like to take people on trips too, but, but what other, oh, op- yeah. besides the NFT world, uh, what other opportunities do you see come your way that allow you to use those skills and fulfill that passion? Yeah. Um, traditionally, traditionally, historically through, through the last, you know, gosh, almost two decades of, of doing this, um, whether it's me creating the visuals or just curating and sourcing stock visuals, stock footage from other places. Um, I'm, I'm a live video jockey that DJ that uh, mixes and remixes footage and layers things in real time during concerts and conferences and different various forms of live events. And um, so that's an opportunity to bring a, a live audience into that and that could be anything from a women's conference in a massive arena or big church or whatever uh that might be at a small retreat mm. uh with artists um and there's a, just a small you know room that might be in a conference full of uh teachers in asia <laughs> uh you know having an annual meeting Sometimes it turns into a, a string quartet right. in a in a cave in Iceland oh, wow. with local local people only, and it's an instrumental classical performance. And there's projection all over the cave walls. Hmm. Um, uh, I, I love projectors. I hate screens. I love projecting onto uh, currently existing architecture or sur- uh, natural surfaces. Uh, we some of us call that environmental projection, and kind of creating kind of a digital immersive uh, experience, um, almost like a two a flat two dimensional version of the holodeck on a uh, Star Trek. Yeah, um, you know, taking a blank and barren place or a hotel ballroom and going, hey, we're gonna in a form in a way we're gonna create either transform the entire space into a forest or let's create a massive digital window for people to peer into and to kind of get sucked into and lost, invited into those, those worlds and spaces. Um, and so, yeah, live events, another opportunity um, is especially getting into drone footage is, you know, I mentioned some of the film composers and musicians, you know, I've worked with these music musicians all my career on tour or concerts but then a lot of them want to, you know, release the new album or a new single. And YouTube is a massive music listening site, mm-hmm. even though it's video driven. Um, it's become a music, almost a music site. Yeah. So they want to, you know, post lyric videos or uh, something interesting other than just a random stock footage, you know, photo or cover art from their album. They want kind of a, a planet Earth meets 
you know, Apple TV screensaver, right. you know, type of thing to happen. Not a big, massive music video, but something that is still epic and, and beautiful. And of course, classical music and film soundtrack style music goes so well, pairs so well with, with aerial footage. Right. Um, yeah, basically just trying to recreate planet Earth wherever <laughs> I go. Yeah. Um, and then the and then licensing. The, I mentioned the Construct Visual site. You know, licensing, and which means basically I'm selling those individual clips and allowing other people, whether that's bands, artists, poets, authors, creative churches, nonprofit, yeah, be able to buy that clip and use it for their own project. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're like on the YouTube yeah. thing, like you're collaborating with like a, a musician and then they say, hey, here's my song. What inspires you? What visuals do you want to put with this? And you guys collaborate, put it together, and then you release it onto YouTube. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I am so- social media. Well, yeah, yeah. Across whatnot, all, so. all the platforms, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's implied. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it's obvious you didn't just like wake up yesterday and you're like, Hey, I want to do this art thing. Like you had to hone some skills over time. So, um, how did you do that? Where did you start? I know it's morphed over the years significantly. Like you picked up a drone. I don't know. It's probably been a while now, like four or five years ago, but, um, but you know, how did you hone those skills over time and where'd you start? How did you learn? And, uh, and then how'd you kind of make your path to what you're doing now? Yeah, it started, gosh, it started in college about 20 years ago where I was, uh, you know, volunteering as a college student at my campus ministry for our, our weekly Thursday night, you know, uh, gatherings. And my campus pastor said like, hey, we need a, we need a coordinator, you know, to kind of bring it all together, you know, to communicate volunteers, musicians, get chord charts, emailed, you know. Plan, just help us plan out what the what the event looks like, and um, I looked at the PowerPoint screen. Yeah, <laughs> it was it wasn't even PowerPoint at the time. It was like an MS DOS program hmm. um, that only allowed for like four lines of yellow Times New Roman text on a black screen. And I was like, can I create PowerPoint slides because that gives you the ability to put images behind it, drop shadows with different fonts, and just kind of clean, you know, do it do it something different and then i started playing around with powerpoint and images and then other softwares were coming out um and you could do these motion backgrounds and motion background b-roll stock companies were starting to form and exist and um yeah that's kind of how it started was you know in college dorm rooms just i don't know just listening to music and putting images together in in order and trying to see what works and things just started matching up in really interesting ways um and of course from there i you know i it morphed and i ended up moving to nashville and working for one of the companies that creates that software Hmm. that allows you to do that you know dynamic presentation uh you know softwares and whatnot but um yeah, it, it kind of started that way, and um, I was, you know, real passionate about, you know, my spirituality and faith, and I was tied into it as well, and um, and then and then it, that propelled me to. I think what really happened is that's where I started honing in the skill, but then that job 
allowed me to start traveling all over the place and really opened up the world to me. It opened up different worldviews, different, you know, belief systems, different versions of belief systems, um, mm. kind of the, the spectrum of all kinds of stuff and just led me to some really interesting situations. And some of them were on opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, theologically speaking or culturally and then next thing you know there was some overseas opportunities that started popping up and it really got me um, out of America and out of my comfort zone and started just seeing seeing the world through through the eyes of others and seeing what their situations are you know connecting to different people groups and right. cultures cultural experiences and landscapes and it was just like oh man it's just you know there's that that quote, I forgot by who it's by, but it's like the world is a book and people that don't travel have only read one page oh, or something right. like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. You know, something like yeah. that. One of those cliche quotes <laughs> that's true. But <laughs> it just, you know, seeing, seeing you get it. Yeah. We've, we've done tons of travel yeah. together. I mean, just you, you, your world is opened up and when you are in the minority um, in a culture and, and, you're the one that sticks out. Right. <laughs> and it just, yeah, it just, both my skill and, and my worldview was kind of being expanded. And there was, there was a word that Jeremy said on his podcast that I, is been my favorite word for just what does it come down to? Like, how did I get to where I am now? And that word is curiosity. Yeah. Like curiosity is the key to, to an incredible, incredible interesting life yeah um i agree and uh i'm i'm not curious about everything and i definitely have my preferences and things that i like and don't like um i tend <laughs> to be picky about a lot of different things <laughs> but you know get out there you know and stay curious right. and you know learn new things yeah yeah you know so i think that's so true i mean it's no coincidence drones, go ahead drones and nfts whatever right <laughs> just drones and nfts like how did i get here i don't know yeah like well probably you know just I the, can trace just it, the fascination of it yeah that's awesome um so. i mean there's yeah well what i'm curious about is uh in the visual art space where do you see it's go where do you see it going what's next either for you or for the space in general? Oh gosh. Uh, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's, what's next? Um, in the digital art, I mean, in the art space, I mean, I know it's kind of hypey and we keep talking about it and I'm not trying to, I really am not trying to be a, an evangelist for it, but like, it really is interesting what's happening with these non-fungible tokens and it's super early on mm -hmm. and it's not mainstream, but I really do see the potential here where, you know, Hey, I mean, years ago we were like Twitter, what's that? So you just get online and tell what, what you had for breakfast. Sounds like a waste of time or weird. And Oh, this won't catch on, you know, like right. what is, I remember watching that today show clip, you know, 20 years 30 years ago where the internet just came out now like it's called the the world wide web and right. it has these things called emails like i don't know it sounds strange to me you know right. like yeah like this will never where we're at with yeah. i think 
I really, it's like, yeah, it is strange and weird and not all aspects or things might take on, but it, it is a really interesting time, um, you know, where we're now living in a world where this motion graphic artist that for crazy DJ loops that I project at concerts, you know, his name is Mike Winkleman. He goes by the artist named Beeple. Mm. And he is now the, I think, the third or fourth highest paid living artist in the world right now. Wow. Because he sold his, he, because he sold a JPEG that auctioned for and sold for $69 million. Like, that's wild. Yeah. And that's not just a JPEG. It's what the Mona Lisa is just a bunch of, you know, old canvas paper and paint. Right. That's not worth anything. Yeah. A hundred dollar bill is just paper, mm. but it, what it represents and the story behind it, the concept, the 10 years of art that's represented in that single JPEG collage yeah. is the real value to it. And we, we, humans are weird and we place value on weird <laughs> things all that to say is all that to say is what's next in the art space i really think that nfts are kind of what's next gotcha what that looks like and how how big it is i have no idea yeah what's next for me what's next for me is uh man i'm just waiting for new drone models to come out <laughs> and higher resolution and cooler features and um but i would say what's next for me as an artist would be you know, I mentioned projectors and drones. I think the third the third piece that I'm waiting to kind of enter into my life are telescopes. I would mm. love, 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 love to get into astrophotography. Interesting. Um, it's insane what you can do with with about, gosh, if I had 10 grand mm -hmm. <laughs> to spend on gear, I could create images that look like they were taken by the Hubble Space Telescope. Wow. It is insane how cool uh the technology has progressed in attaching a camera body to a, a, to a telescope huh. and uh it's another thing jay and i have been actually talking about getting into like hey if i get the telescope you bring the camera let's come together and let's see what we can what deep sky objects we can can uh can capture yeah and that back into so that's a new skill set that i want to develop yeah tying into my tying into my passion um, to kind of expand on the, the beauty of the earth thing. Like I've, I'm starting to connect the dots that I love, I love introducing perspective that, mm. you know, as, as humans living on the ground, we have a very horizontal eye to eye, um, perspective. But when you walk into a cathedral or you walk into a beautiful, especially these big redwood forests out here on the West coast, it causes your your pacing to slow down. Huh. You become really quiet and your neck goes back and your chin goes up and your eyes, the direction of your gaze, your eyes are lifted up hmm. and you're just kind of surrounded and immersed by something that's so much larger than yourself. Hmm. And you feel very small, but there's something so meaningful that can happen when you feel small. Um, and I want to feel as small as possible. Hmm. <laughs> I think that's the goal. Yeah. And and with, with drones, with drones, I'm able to help you look, see this world from a different perspective and to look down and appreciate the earth that we are living on with telescopes 
It's all about looking up mm. and looking up into the heavens and seeing our place in the in the galaxy mm. and in the, in the universe. Um, I'm so yeah, looking up and looking down. Yeah, is are the two perspectives I'm really interested in these days. That's awesome. I love that. That might be a good place to kind of land this plane because um, that's yeah. such good perspective. But uh, where, as we keep an eye out for uh, for this looking up new new perspective that you're going to build for us and, and put out there to the world where can people find you on the internet where, where would be the best place uh the best place gosh there's a few different places <laughs> um uh i think the best place right now would be this new splash page artist site that i just uh created slapped up together that'll kind of be the the hub that points you in a couple of different directions the website is uh, it's proctor.com, but it's spelled P-R-O-K-T-R.com. P-R-O-K-T-R.com. Cool. And from there, you can go look at NFTs. You can go look at projection. That'll take you to my Illuminate site if you want to look at visual liturgy and weird my weird churchy thoughts with projection <laughs> mapping. Um, you can go to YouTube if you just want to zone out for an hour and just look at beautiful Hopefully you think it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, landscape, landscape, aerial visuals paired with beautiful, gorgeous soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've created a YouTube playlist and you can just hit play on that playlist and you can just zone out for an hour. It's like uh, my goal is for it to be like a, the poor man's <laughs> planet Earth. Um, in, Instagram, Instagram, I love to post on Instagram and anytime I have a project or a photo or a video that I'm really proud of, then mm-hmm. I'll put that up on my Instagram. So cool. Yeah. It's, it's kind of all over the place, but the, the Proctor site yeah. is the, the, the hallway with many doors. Yeah. Perfect. Proctor.com. Yeah. P R O K T R.com. And I'll put it in the show notes yep. if anybody's interested. Um, yeah. that's awesome, man. Well, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being here. Um, really fun to talk, man. Fun to catch up. And, uh, we spent some time catching up yeah, even before too. we recorded and that was fun. So, um, maybe we'll have you back to talk more about NFTs. That's such a whole new world. And, <laughs> and then if you get into the telescoping and you get some fun stuff, maybe you can come back and tell us how that's going. Yeah. That, that might, hopefully that'll have to be a, a joint episode with Jeremy. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. We'll get you and Jeremy. In, if we episode. can ever be in this if we can ever both get the gear and be in the same place at the same time, because he's New York on Portland. So right. I don't get to see him that often. But right. Well, we, yeah, definitely. I'd love to do that. We'll make it happen. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening again. This is the Jonathan and friends podcast. And on this episode, you got to meet my friend, Stephen Proctor, a visual artist. And you can check him out at proctor.com P R O K T R.com. And I'll see you next time. 